Hi there, welcome to episode three of my top ten podcast. For this episode, I met up with Alex Horn uh, backstage before a horn section gig in Crawley. They say you should never meet your heroes, but Alex was an absolute delight. Can't speak highly enough of the man, especially as I've wasted so much of his time over the last seven months. I don't know if you're aware, and if not, then why not? that there is a Taskmaster book to accompany the series and this is so that plebs like me can have a go at the tasks because we're never going to get on the real thing. Um, and there are 203 tasks plus prize tasks within the book and I've been working my way through like a complete moron. Um, and poor Alex has to sit through my nonsense uh, every month to market. He publicly doles out points on Twitter and I must have taken up hours of his life. So it's very generous of him to give me some more of his time in which to record this podcast. As a result of the amount of time we've spent watching each other, to me it sort of felt, and I don't think I'm over-egging in the slightest, it sort of felt a bit like De Niro and Pacino in the diner in Heat, where two titans uh, finally occupy the same space I don't think that's an exaggeration, do you? No. Anyway, here's the show. So no one knew who the father was uh, until he just turned up to meet her on the canal. So I'm here this week with uh, Alex Horn on my top ten. And Alex, uh, what is your top ten going to be on this week? Hello, Nathan. My top ten is going to be on uh, breakfasts, please. My top ten breakfasts. Nice. What would you describe your life story as in three sentences? Three sentences. I... It's difficult with the first sentence, isn't it? Because then you'll only have two left yeah. after that. It, was that your first sentence? Yeah. Uh, is that your second sentence? For the benefit of the tape, uh, Miss Torn has nodded. I've had 40 years of luck. Oh, 40 years? I'm mm. 40 also. Ah, oh, happy birthday. Uh, thanks. Mm. I think I've had 40,000 breakfasts. Have you counted? That can't be right. I think I've had... 18,000 breakfasts. 18,000 breakfasts. Uh, of course, yeah. I remember reading one of your books, a rather interesting... How many days of life I've been... Maybe it'll be about... Maybe, yeah, I think I'm about 17,000 days old. And I reckon I've had breakfast at least twice a day on at least 1,000 days. Two breakfasts a day, is that... It, well, it's when you have a fry-up for lunch, I suppose. Right. It depends if you're defining a breakfast as the first meal of the day... Or as a meal that looks like breakfast. And uh, as a baseline, mm. uh, what is a typical breakfast in a day of 
your life. So this is the baseline. And do I have a limit on sentences here? Or is it... uh, no, this is... We're on... Actually, we've missed a slight chunk out. So normally I would ask uh, three career highlights before we get okay. into the, the meat of the... Uh, yeah, no, I could do three career highlights. So let's do that. And then we can have uh, no sentence yeah. limits after that. Great. So this is... I'm limited to three, but that's fine. I would say... Um, with the horn section, my band, um, we, we uh, did a show at the Palladium. So, I mean, this is quite. This is just boring, genuine stuff. Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I know we've been calling playing a gig at the Palladium boring. Well, it seems. Just... I guess the problem with interviews ever or always is that it feels like you're boasting. Um, you know, if I was to say to a group of people, "I did a gig at the Palladium," that sounds like you're boasting. But you did ask a question that demanded this sort of an answer. Oh, yeah. 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 So performing at the Palladium with my band, who I've known for many, many years, was wonderful and felt very, you know, special and lovely. And our mums were all in the audience. So that was a career highlight. I would say Taskmaster, this programme that I do, that you know of, uh, as a whole. But one particular moment on that was being cuddled in a boot of a car by Bob Mortimer. That was definitely a career highlight. So it was just the two of us in the boot of his car and there was also a banana and some deodorant and we had about, about four and a half minutes in there and there was no cameras in the boot so that was just lovely um, and the third career highlight would probably be if I was being genuine which I'm going to be was being nominated for the Perrier in Edinburgh because I think it's a bit like GCSEs that when you sort of through GCSEs you realise how irrelevant it is and when not that you can be through Edinburgh but when you're outside of the Edinburgh bubble, you realise not any, not unless you're in the bubble, no one else notices it. But when you're in the middle of it, and when you've done twelve shows year after year, when you when you do get sort of acknowledged, uh, it feels like such a moment. So I did a show all about uh, Rube Goldberg, who's, who is a, a bloke who makes machines that ridiculous machines that do simple things, and I made one of these in the show, and it, it took a lot of my life, and then uh, got nominated for this award, so that was nice. Um, so breakfasts, yes. Uh, baseline breakfast in as many sentences as you like. Uh, so if th- there's no baseline, but five days a week I will have a bowl of Cheerios, and uh, and that's about it. Oh, and a uh, a NutriBullet um, drink. So my wife leaves for work at half past four in the morning, which means I have to fend for myself myself and the children. The children eat Cheerios, so I eat Cheerios. But my wife leaves me a Nutribullet full of uh, goodness so that I don't get ill and die. So, so that's it. And then I have a coffee at a petrol station. And does she uh, make the same recipe Nutribullet or is it, yeah. does it vary? It's just green stuff. And I, I, don't, I, quite, I, I don't not like it anymore. I've sort of learned to, learned to get it down me. I love Cheerios. And then if she's around, which is holidays and weekends, uh, porridge... And uh, probably half of a uh, bagel. So is it always the same brand of cereal? On uh, they, they quite enjoy um, multigrain shapes. And at the weekend, crunching up cornflakes. I'm quite a good parent. Right. And it's, so it's mainly cereal and then sort of a bready type treat at the weekend. Uh, yeah. In the shape of bagel. Yes. And I don't want to say any more about the weekend's breakfast because that will feature in the top ten. Marvellous. Yeah. So on the subject of the top ten... Yes. Uh, are they ranked or is it just a 10? Well, I was just thinking that. As I was um, talking then, my mind was drifting a little bit. They're not ranked, but I'd quite like to rank them. So I'll rank them. I have thought of the 10, but I'll rank them as we go along. Okay, so 10th best breakfast that you've ever had in your life. So yes. Actually, before we do that, so 
is it just the food stuff or is it where you were at the time of eating this breakfast? It's not only where I was, it's who I was with. Right. Um, so it's a combination of the food. The food is important, obviously. Um, We'd die without it, I suppose. Well, yeah. And it wouldn't be a nice death. No. Um, it's it's where I was, when I was, who I was with, and what I ate. Okay, so 10th best breakfast in yes. your life that you can remember was? Number 10 is a McDonald's breakfast from a McDonald's drive through I'd say it was six years ago. Um, it was on the... I'm pretty sure it's Beaconsfield Services. And I was in a van uh, with Joe Auckland, the trumpeter from the horn section. And we were driving from my house to our parents' houses, which is in Midhurst in West Sussex, where we were picking up a kitchen table from my childhood to bring back to my actual house for my children's childhood. And on the way, we stopped and got a drive through McDonald's. And it was brilliant. It sort of represented, uh, I think, uh, a sort of journey... And we felt like we were removal men for a day. That's quite a fun role to play. So we gobbled up these um, sort of ham and egg. Oh, not ham. What would you call it? Bacon, isn't it? Bacon. Yeah, sausage, bacon, egg. I don't know what the McMuffin, basically. And it was was delicious. And then we got the table, brought it home. That was that day. That's at number 10. That sounds like an enjoyable way to spend a journey. Yeah. Eating... So did you eat on the on the fly? Or? Yeah, on the hoof, yeah. We nice. just I, I was driving the van. I, I owned the van for four years because of this show, uh, Monsieur Butterfly, when I built this machine. Um, we didn't have anywhere big enough to keep it. So um, so just eating a McDonald's in a van with your friend is lovely. So that's, that's number 10. That's the 10th best breakfast I've ever had. And did you have good bants on the journey? Probably not, no. Um, I think we would have talked a lot of pre-breakfast about the breakfast we're going to get and then the rest of the journey would have been about the breakfast that we've just eaten. So it's breakfast dominated chat. And who would have control? As it was your van, would you have had control of the stereo? Uh, yes, it probably would have been on five live because both Joe and I are sports fans. Right. And uh, that gives you the option of not talking to each other. Um, I should say also that I think it's there's only two of these breakfasts that I was eating while moving. So we've gone in early with a moving breakfast. Yeah, the eight are stationary breakfasts. Right. And when you're on tour with the horn section, mm. do you all travel together? And No, it's problematic because I live uh, west of London. Willip, sorry, I've said his name quite weirdly, but Willip lives uh, in Hastings. Um, three live in Walthamstow, one lives in South London. So the three Walthamstow lands travel together sometimes. But I prefer being by myself. So... You always have control of the stereo. Yeah, and control of uh, the temperature, um, the speed, and the indicators. Oh, and conversation. Yeah, yeah, most importantly. I listen to one singer all the time, a man called John Bellion, who is an American pop star. And I think I think he might be awful, but I really like him. And I listen to his albums over and over and over. Have you ever heard of John Bellion? Um, I haven't, I'm ashamed no. to say. I don't think anyone has, but I really like him. And I don't think anyone else from the band would put up with it. Right. Mm. You mooted a cover version to them? I mean, it's sort of, sort of white person rapping. It's awful, but I really like it. You need to find a caveat in one of his songs. Yeah. Oh, I would play you a snatch of it, but I don't think it's appropriate. But um, it's not... I, yeah. I don't know why I like it, but have, have a listen. Yeah, and I'll, um, I'll stick that on the blog if anyone wants to... 
Mm. Investigate uh, Nathan Dot Show, and it'll be under the Alex Horn podcast, obviously. No H and John. No H and John. Mm. Which um, I think is fair enough because there's no need for it. So, Alex, mm. breakfast number nine. Okay, at number nine, I'm going to put in a any. Well, okay, let's go for a specific one. I'm going to go for breakfast in a hotel in Ireland with my family. It was, I think, on the occasion of my god... It's not called that, is it? Brother-in-law. Well, my brother-in-law's 40th birthday. We all stayed in the hotel in Ireland. And uh, what was good about it was it was a buffet. And my children love a buffet breakfast. The middle one calls it a buffalo breakfast. So that's... Um, so we all call it that. And... Uh, to be honest, this could be any buffalo breakfast. Just going for a buffalo breakfast is, is a lot of fun. But that specific one was is is represented here. So, what sort of things uh, make a good buffalo breakfast for you? Uh, for me, it's it's just the normal. It's it's sausages, bacon, um, mushrooms, baked beans. Uh, I would normally go for the um, scrambled eggs, and that, even if it is just like a block, I, I don't mind that at all. Um, yeah, those are my things. But the kids like like it when they're seeing like donuts. Something else um, I've just realised we should probably be considering as we listen to your breakfasts. Mm. Uh, do you have any food allergies or moral reasons that you wouldn't eat things? Or no. Just to no. re-establish this baseline that we established no. earlier. No, there's nothing. I don't, I don't think there's anything else I wouldn't eat. No, I see the arguments um, with, with interest. Yeah. I didn't eat corned beef for a while, but I think... Now I'm, mm. I'm fully why omnivorous. You not eat, why do you not eat, I don't really know what, what the word corned means. Uh, I don't, but I used to work in a co-op and I'd have to slice it up and sell it on the deli. Mm. And it was always a thing that would go crispy and mm. dry Lovely. quickest. So it just sort of put me off it. But now... Back on. Back on it, yeah. Yeah, no, I really like sausages. So that's that rules out all food fads, basically. Are there things at buffets that you think um, really have no place there? Uh, no, I for me it's the opposite. I think there's, that's the whole point of a of a buffet that you just put everything there, and then the client, the breakfast client, just walks up, and you know they've basically got a shop that they can pick and choose from. And I we went to a, a place recently where they had sort of uh, Chinese things that you could have for breakfast. So I quite often had curry for breakfast. Wow! And or these um, thousand year old eggs, eggs soaked in soy sauce. And I, I quite enjoyed it. I quite like having a sort of non-breakfasty breakfast. Something you, I mean, cold curry for breakfast or any any leftover takeaway. But yeah, I enjoy a buffet where you you have a fry up and then you also have some pineapples, and yeah, things you wouldn't normally mix. Lovely. Mm. And would you think nothing of throwing a Danish onto the same plate as a fry up? I wouldn't think a lot of it. I I I wouldn't say I wouldn't think. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't think nothing. I would think nothing. I wouldn't think nothing. I would think something. Oh, I've forgotten what I said now. You said, would you think nothing? And I oh, don't think bad, I would think it? nothing. Yeah. So I wouldn't think nothing. So I would think something, but not a lot. But equally, I, by that I don't mean, I don't. I wouldn't think a lot of that. Okay? Uh, it all goes down the same way, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number eight. Uh, number eight. I said it's a breakfast when I was eight years old. Uh, with my two brothers it would be the summer holidays in France and it would be when I have won the argument and got the ricicles from a variety pack <laughs> so 
So I can't remember the specific date. It didn't happen very often, but we all wanted the ricicles. And they didn't double up on ricicles. Oh, that's just mean. So uh, where do you sit in your run of siblings? Middle. Middle. All the band are middle of three brothers. Oh, right. Well, wow. all, the, all the Midhurst people, the people who grew up together, were all the middle of three brothers. Uh, and often the middle brother is the show-off, or at least the one who's desperate for attention because they're ignored throughout their childhood. And the same with my child. I have three sons as well. And you can see it happening again because, you know, you pay a lot of attention to the eldest and you cuddle the little one a lot and the middle one just gets lost and so is more interesting. I'm not saying that I'm more interesting than my brothers, but that is what I've said. So you grew up as middle brothers in Middlehurst. Do you think it's... Yeah. It was meant to be all along, uh, wasn't it? Uh, probably. We were all born at midnight. Wow. Yeah. And um, I can't think of any other words with mid in. Uh, midget? We're all midgets? Yeah. Um, although I don't think you are. I think this little Alex Horn mm. nickname is a bit of a misnomer, isn't it? It's annoying it? when you've met me. Yeah. I think it's it's more that Mr Davis is a giant. It's quite fun, though. We've essentially spread a rumour that I'm much smaller than I am, which is a rumour that's quite easy to quash just by looking at any picture of me next to someone. But no, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not small. Do, do people tend to be shocked when they meet you? They're disappointed. They were thinking, oh, oh, I thought you were little, and which I thought they'd be pleased that I wasn't as little as you know, because I've met some people in real life who are famous, and then they're quite little, and I've been slightly disappointed. But is that because you're tall? I think I'm judgmental, oh. shallow, and not often on the receiving end of the rice course. So why did you lose the rice course? If you were second born, mm. surely you could lord it over your young brother. Or would they just cry and get the rice calls? You know, I don't. We were quite harmonious, really. Um, I just sort of in my head, I didn't get them as much as everyone else. But I guess I wouldn't. I've only, I would only have got it a third of the time. Could you not have gone for the cocoa pops and washed them? I just really like rice calls. Um, I don't know if you can still buy rice calls. I suppose you can. Yes. So. So yeah. I could just. I could make up for lost time now. Although I don't think it'd be the same with it. No. Um, the other problem was there wasn't enough in one pack. Yeah. Very true. Was it twenty-five grams? Not enough. Not Whatever enough. it was, it was not enough. You need a pack guess, and a half at least. Yeah, exactly. And a ricicle must be, what, half a gram? Oh. So that's 50 ricicles. That's not enough ricicles. I'm surprised that you've not had a task that's ricicle-based, if they mean this I, to Yeah, I don't get any um, say in the task. It all comes down to the taskmaster. I just do his bidding. He works very hard. Uh, he, coming up with all, all these things. How does he think of them all? Do you He's think? very imaginative and he works very hard. He's very brave. Does he uh, still involve uh, Tim Key as a consultant? Not as much as, as well. He gets paid to do it, Tim, but I don't think he is called on very often. And even when he does, he doesn't do an awful lot. Oh. <laughs> number seven. Yeah, number seven. List. Okay, at number seven from um, Alex Warren's Breakfast, I've got. Um, my wife's 40th birthday now, the second member of the Gibson's clan's 40th. Um, so the day after her family gathering for her 40th, uh, I lit the barbecue at half past eight in the morning. Wow. And that was a great start to the day. So no other breakfast, just light the barbecue, put sausages on it, and everyone's in a good mood. So I really recommend that to people. Just the barbecue breakfast gets everything off to a flyer. And was it just sausages or... Sausages in uh, finger rolls, I suppose you call them, to turn them into hot dogs uh, with some sauces, ketchup, brown sauce. Although someone took issue with me recently for calling a sausage 
in a finger roll a hot dog and said that it had to be a frankfurter. So no, I'm rather glad that you've said that. As no, it backs up my claim that they were talking hogwash. I mean, that person is ignoring, I'd say, 80% of all hot dogs. Yeah, certainly barbecue hot dogs. Ah, oh, see, my memory's not the best now. Mm. What do they look like? If I could remember what they looked like, I'd be able to remember who they were. Mm. Do you remember the name? Uh, no. Just this opinion about hot dogs. Can you say if it's a male or a female? I can't even remember that. Mm. Maybe shouldn't have drunk so much in my life. Mm. Um, so, mm. well, that's taken a turn. Um, did you say you had any other meat products? On the barbecue? Or no, just no, just sausages. And also, not a variety of sausages, just pork sausages. Not a big fan of putting herbs or... Ch- ch- I mean, I like chorizo, but I, I don't want a spicy sausage. I just want a sausage. So it's just, the only thing I did do was uh, cut them up. So when I put... So they were all tied together, as a proper string of sausages should be. And my technique was to just hold it up about a metre above it. I think there were 12 in the in the line of sausages and then my held the end one with my left hand and my right hand had scissors and I would just chop it and then lower my left hand so eventually there'll be 12 sausages but I don't prick them um, I just let them bang let them bang um, so were there 12 of you or oh no that was the first of four packets there were 24 of us so we did 48 sausages nice so mm-hmm. it was a real sausage fest yeah um on the subject of chorizo, uh, one of the nicest things I invented on my own barbecuing mm. uh, odyssey um, was putting chorizo with mango. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, mm. the smoky chorizo-y meatiness is complemented by the sweetness of the mangoes. So does the mango go on the barbecue? Yeah. And it's all Near warm. And, yeah. Mm. I think I must have read it somewhere because I'm not that imaginative to come up with something like that. I don't think I'm going to try it, but I admire you. Hmm. Maybe it'll be the big thing this summer. So, number six on the list. Okay. And number six, bear in mind I can't read my writing now. Billy. Billy Interior, it looks like I've written. What do you think that says, the second one? Intestine salad. Billy Intestine salad. Well, we'll come back. That one might end up being number one. Oh, I know that one is. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what they both are. Okay. So, we're number six, are we? Number six. Nearly halfway. Um, my honeymoon, my wife and I went to Costa Rica. And I think it was the best place I've ever been. And the breakfasts were, I can't remember what they called it, Pintos, Rio Pintos? Anyway, it was sort of rice and eggs and avocado and bacon. And it wasn't really my sort of thing, the food. But because of the environment, see, we were at them outside looking over the rainforest and we just got married. And it's... We were very lucky that we were happily married. And I think there was a lot of chance about that. Because we were quite young, but it went really well. And it's still going well. So it was a good honeymoon. And uh, and the breakfasts were one of my favourite part of the day. Because you wake up and the, they sort of brought them to wherever we were. And they're just outside and there were scarlet macaws flying around and howler oh, monkeys. Lovely. And uh, yeah, it was pretty idyllic. I mean, I'm surprised that's only at number six. Because, I mean... It should be higher, but it's not. It's at number six. I guess because it was only my wife and I there. Um, but it was pretty special. And how many 
how many bowls of this would you be able to do in a session? And I think they were on plates, actually, weirdly, because I agree, most breakfasts should be in bowls, but this was in plates. I'll just do one. Um, it was fairly modest. I think there was good coffee. Um, but it was just enough. They knew what to, they knew how to do it. It was just enough. And are you more a coffee person than a tea person? No, but I... I, I think I prefer tea, but I need coffee. So it's always coffee first. Uh, and then a tea at 10 o'clock, and then a coffee at 11 o'clock, and then another tea, uh, and another coffee. And how many how many would you go through in a day then? Three of each. Three of each. Mm-hmm. You? Uh, today I had a couple of teas. A cup of tea. A couple of teas. A cup of tea. A couple of teas. No, a cup of tea. No, a couple of teas. You call it a couple? Yeah. I call it a cup. Well, it's a mug. Oh, quite, a, quite a big mug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, two, uh, well, a couple of a cup. mugs. Yeah. Of tea. Okay. Um, Any coffee? I usually have one a day, maybe. Mm. I'm drinking a bottle of Coke as we do this. That's quite unusual. Oh, is that for the energy or for the? It's for the energy. Yeah, it's for the energy. I forgot to have a coffee today. Uh, well, I had one, but I forgot to have. I forgot to have two. Um, it's probably worth mentioning that you're we're, we're backstage here. Yes. You're due to go on with the horn section. We're an hour and a half away from showtime. Um, so would that alter your breakfasting no. habits? No, except that sometimes we stay over. So we're in York tomorrow, so we are staying over. So that means hopefully we're getting a lovely fry up on Friday morning. And what I didn't put down in this list, but I quite often say that one of my favourite things in life is the thought of a fry up. The prospect of a fry up is often better than the real thing. But just when I know I'm having a fry up on Friday, that keeps me going for the whole week. And then I have it and I feel a bit ill. Uh, mm. All this talk of fry ups, I think I'm going to have to stop off and get the ingredients to have one tomorrow. It's what we should be proudest of, I think, in this nation. They are brilliant. And when the Americans do it, they overdo it, I think. I think right. we get it just right. And that goes with for a Scottish fry and Irish. An Ulster fry is good as well. But I think any variety of United Kingdom or Ireland fry up is... Um, wonderful and how do you think the Americans overdo it it's just so much of it and too much sugar as well they put a lot of maple syrup on things which has no business there I think so uh, and also I think this whole business of saying I want I want it like this I want the egg over easy and I want the bacon on the side I think it you shouldn't I think you just ask for the fry up and they bring it to you so uh, you don't have any stipulations like, oh, no. I'd rather not have the tomatoes. No, I... no, no stipulation. They bring the tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes, but I eat it because my mum said it's good for my testicles. Ah, see, I'm the same other than the testicle bit. I didn't realise it was good for my testicles. Yeah, it's good for your testicles. Hmm. Yeah, um, it, might, it might help. How many ingredients do you think a fry-up should have? Good question. I'm gonna, Can I guess and then count? Uh, well, I, th- I think you know the answer and I don't. Ah. Because you're... I'm perfect going, amount and oh, probably I see. fewer than mine. Well, I'm going eight. Eight. Mushrooms, bacon, sausage. I think I might have underestimated because I'm putting hash browns in there. Yeah. Egg. Yeah. Baked beans. Toast, although I very rarely eat more than a slice. I'm not including drinks in this. Black pudding. I'm liking the black pudding. Yeah. There. Have I missed something? Um, oh, I haven't put tomatoes in you there. No, your testicles are going to suffer. Mm. Well, we'll have tomatoes as, a, as an extra, but I don't like them. But I think they should be there because my testicles. They're only good for your testicles if they're cooked. Oh, right. Not the testicles. No, that would probably be quite bad for your mm. testicles. 
it's amazing there are no other fruits have caught on uh, in terms of the cooked breakfast just tomato yeah I think I used to like pineapple on gammon right yeah probably not for breakfast um would you ever eat a Hawaiian pizza no so you wouldn't have a Hawaiian pizza for breakfast no no I don't I think I've gone off pineapple since I got a pineapple tattoo which is a shame Uh, (laughs) that's rather ironic yeah so the only fry up food contained in that honeymoon Costa Rican breakfast was bacon yeah I know that may be why it was only at number six right too healthy with avocado maybe maybe it was maybe it was subconsciously yeah the setting was wonderful but the food wasn't my favourite food but I did I did like it actually maybe an avocado is a pear isn't it no that's a pear you're thinking of an avocado pear no a pear is a pear a pair of avocados that then yeah then it's a pear I think it is a pear though no oh were it a fruit just for instance Mm. because we could go around in circles there um were an avocado a fruit do you think there would be a place for that on the edge of a fry up I don't mind avocado but I feel a bit embarrassed to you know to evolve it right I'm still not very comfortable with ordering fizzy water oh I I think you have to order fizzy water I think if you order anything other than tap water you sound a bit of a show off Mm. but the thing is though when you're eating out Mm. you want to eat things and drink things that you can't make easily at home and if you don't have a soda stream your taps don't give you fizzy water. All right. Unless you live in Flint, Michigan, and I think it's really bad to drink that water. I don't live there. Number five? Yeah, number five. It's a... S- oh, okay, number five, I'm putting Christmas breakfast, 1999. Uh, and to be honest, it would be any breakfast between... Um, 96 and 2004 on Christmas Day because I enjoy Christmas breakfast when you can get drunk at breakfast right particularly when you're a young person so you get drunk easier and you don't have to do anything so at our house in Midhurst we would drink um, Buck's Fizz the only day of the year no one really liked it but it's just orange juice that tastes like it's gone off but then you feel all dizzy afterwards so I enjoy Christmas breakfast and I think we sort of had smoked salmon on that day and then uh, then cereal. And so it's not my normal sort of breakfast, but I just enjoy the occasion of it and that feeling of the, you've got the rest of Christmas Day to come. I enjoy drinking at breakfast, um, but I'm glad I'm limited to once a year. Yeah, I fully agree. Mm. But it's so great to be drunk by half past nine. But you've got to commit to it, haven't you? You've got to keep topping the levels up, otherwise mm. you crash. Oh, you're going to crash. Yeah. We always crash, but that's why breakfast is is so good because no one crashes yet. Yeah. And is it just salmon that you have, or do you stick it on a bagel or chuck it in some egg? I can't imagine we had bagel in nineteen ninety nine. I think it's probably toast. But nowadays you might have a blini. Gosh, yes. We might have had scrambled eggs, but it's more the um, bucks fizz. Yeah. I, I mean, just... I don't think it tastes nice. Look, someone's come in. Okay. Hello, Hello Willip. Willip came in. That mean we've stolen his dressing room. Yeah, Willip tries, tries to practice before the show. All right, Willip. My sister's a big stickler for Christmas breakfast, and every year we have to have salmon and egg and toast. And recently I've converted them all to Bucks Fizz, but it just starts the Christmas day off nicely, doesn't it? 
That's weird that you have exactly the same Christmas breakfast as me, because I don't, I don't think it's a standardised thing like turkey. No. What do you have for lunch? Turkey. What do you have for dinner? Uh, turkey. Tea? Is this still Christmas Day or every day? Christmas Day. Oh, after eight minutes? No, I don't have. What time do you have turkey? Uh, about three-ish, I suppose. We, mm. we normally don't have breakfast till about 11, ah. 12, because we all have to come from our yeah. various houses to the same house. It's not easy, is it? No. I think we have the same as you. I think we have turkey at three. Maybe it's because we're 40. Maybe people who could are be. slightly different generations would have it at different times. Yeah, it could well be. Sometimes we have um, a late toasted sandwich. Ah, using leftovers? or mm, Using leftovers. Oh, that's a very good idea. Yeah. We don't do that. Well, maybe you could do that. Mm. It's a very good idea. Number four. Number four. I'm going to put my second mobile breakfast, breakfast on the move. And I can't really remember any details of, of this, but I remember having breakfast on a ferry. So I think this is close to the Ricicles era. I think this is probably going to France. I remember waking up on the ferry when we, we used to get the overnight and having a breakfast on a ferry. And I think I had my first ever double-decker chocolate bar. It may not have been part of the breakfast, but that stayed with me. I remember it being so chewy, the top half of it. So soft, the bottom half. Or the other way around? Uh, Maybe it was a bed of biscuits. Yes, it's slightly crunchy at the bottom. But there's real contrast. Delicious. And I think I just enjoy being on a ferry eating. I, re- I think I remember my dad coming along with a tray and it's slopping all over the place. So that breakfast is at number four. Can't remember en- enough details about it, sorry. Have you had a double-decker recently? No, I don't think I had another one. I think no. I had one and thought, well, that's enough for me. It was delicious. Oh, get out of the top, that's a very yeah. good idea. Yeah, I'm like that with a lot of things. If I like a song, I won't listen to it ever again. So uh, f- heading to France, mm. um, what's your favourite song that you've not listened to ever again? Not necessarily heading to France, they were two different thoughts. Yeah, well I heard that song Hotel California uh, a long time ago, and right. I liked it. I've not um, heard it since. Ever again? Oh. No. Annoyingly, my, probably my actual favourite song is a song called Happy Birthday. Have you heard of Happy Birthday? No, how? It goes, how Happy Birthday to you. Oh, that's probably going to cost us loads of money, isn't mm. it? Well, I just think it's a great song, and um, I, yeah, I do hear that often but I think it's a lovely song oh, is that because you have regular birthdays I do have regular birthdays um, yeah but quite often you, you, you know you might be in a TF, TF, TGI Friday and another oh, yeah. group are singing it yeah because I guess they like the song as well, well they, they might have adopted their own song I've, I've certainly been in that style of restaurant recently and heard them singing their own probably because they don't want to pay the money to well, the restaurant have to pay the money I'd guess so, yeah. Well, it's a lovely song. Thank you. A pleasure. Um, the, so, the, sorry, just saying the bridge to that bit. The bridge and Happy Birthday is lovely. Happy birthday, dear. Oh, is that the bridge? That's the bridge. So what's the chorus? Happy birthday. It's quite similar to the verse. Yeah. I wonder what um, Mozart or someone with a classical ear would have made of it oh yeah I think there's no way of knowing although it's not really easy to tell the courses in his songs I don't think he wrote um, Twinkle Twinkle didn't he 
underneath. Mm. Well, that's uh, the rumour. They wrote that when he was very young. And what I like about Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is that it's also Bar Bar Black Sheep and it's ABCD. If you go Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P. Oh, that works. Hmm. Do you think it was... One for the master and one for the dame. One for the little boy who lived up. Yeah, that's quite good. And you could segue into happy birthday off the back of that, even. Happy birthday to you, yeah. So, family holidays to France, were they a regular thing? Yes, yes. We would go in the summertime, when the school was off. And we would go to, uh, sometimes a little house. And then we started going to Euro camp. And then uh, we have now gone to Euro camp for the last four years with my children. Sort of un, un, unimaginative, really, just doing what we did when we were children. But I really enjoyed it, so that's probably why. And uh, does that mean you, you're camping, if it's Euro camp? No, no, it's staying in a mobile home that is fixed on the ground. So it's basically a, a small house on wheels. So it's not camping at all, but it's called Euro camp, so you feel a bit earthy. And it's quite you know sweaty, and you're next door to lots of people. So it's really fun. It's all the fun of camping without all the horrible bits of camping. And do you have better breakfasts? In a Euro camp than you would do? Well, the breakfast, it's all self-catered, I suppose. Um, but I do enjoy that, uh, going off to get un baguette. Well, we used to get deux baguette et cinq croissants. That was our shopping list. We'd, the kids would go and get it. I enjoyed the cinq croissants. Um, yeah, it was a nice bit of my life. Mm. Mm. So, number four, was that a nice bit? Uh, number three, even, was that a nice bit of your life as well? I hope so. I mean, I'm surprised these, these have made... The top three, to be honest. Number three, I'm going to say is... I mean, number three and number two and number one are all based in Chesham, where I live. Right. So it's, it's my current breakfasts are all my top three, which maybe that makes sense that I would be choosing to have the breakfast that I like the most. Um, so at number three, I'm going to go for a little cafe called Rumbles, which I think is a 17th century building in Chesham, run by these two lovely ladies who... Um, we first went in there when we first had our... Uh, children our first child and uh it was a sort of refuge and they just do the best fry-ups i took the pound there and they agreed it was the best fry-up and there's nothing fancy about it it's just a perfect breakfast they have nice little porcelain cups and saucers it's tiny it's a tiny there's only about eight tables and while you're in there lots of builders will come in and order takeaway which is a good sign always a good sign yeah. always a good sign and everyone can hear everything you say it's tight it's it's very small and it's just uh, your perfect breakfast and is that an eight ingredient or a nine ingredient? Do you have the tomatoes? I would say it's a, it's probably a nine ingredient. I know it would be an eight. They wouldn't. I don't think they do black pudding. Oh, no. But I don't mind that. Black pudding, I'm, I do like it, but I'm, I'm always slightly relieved when it's not an option. Right. Because I sort of think at some point someone's going to tell us what it is. and I mean, I know what it is, but someone's going to say, well, you definitely shouldn't have eaten that in your life. The thing that bothers me about black pudding is when you do it at home. Oh, I've never done that. Well... You've got a whole packet, you know, mm. sometimes four slices, sometimes the whole mm. sausage. It means that you've got to have it two days in a row. <laughs> but then I'm the only carnivore in my household Are that you? has two legs. So then whenever I add bacon or anything like that, I have to eat the whole packet. Are you carnivore or omnivore? I hope you're a carnivore. Uh, I'm mainly carnivore. Brilliant. A little bit of omnivore. Mm. Reluctant omnivore. So that's my number three. So have they been there long? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's called Rumble's Pantry, which is a lovely name. And there's a little sign. Uh, it's just off the high street in Chesham. 
I mean, I hope one person will go there from this podcast. That would be lovely. Because it, it is brilliant and it's reasonably priced. Probably six ninety five for the full fry-out. About right. I think endless cups of tea or coffee, whatever you want. They'll keep refilling it. Will there be a stop-off on the Chesham Taskmaster Tour in September? Well, it may or may not be in Chesham. You have to follow the longitude and latitude, of course. Um, but I should stress that if you are going to do this task, is it task 180 in the book? 185. 185. And I hate myself for knowing that. <laughs> um, there's a slight problem with this task. So I've arranged a meet-up in, in this, this certain location. But the, the minus sign on the uh, longitude or latitude looks like a hyphen. So if you don't treat it as a minus sign, you'll go to Essex, which, was, which is the wrong location. But I think you shouldn't be stressing over this. I think that people that end up in Essex uh, deserve all they get for not being mm. uh, for not paying enough attention well, to I, detail. I, I suppose so, but I will feel a bit of guilt if there's, you know, fifty people in Essex going, Oh, this is this is a shame. But they might have more fun. They won't have more fun. We're gonna have so much fun where we are. Um, I don't know if we'll do a tour of Chesham, wherever wherever it is. We might have a little wander around. From where it is, you can see a lot of sights. Do you have plans for the day, or are you just going to wing it? Definitely just going to wing it. I'm slightly worried about it. <laughs> you can't be ill that day or anything, can you? Or arrested? Uh, or No, the problem will be if there's more people than I thought, or if there's fewer people than I thought. My biggest worry is parking. I've been to Chesham and it didn't seem to have the biggest amount of car there's park. There's a lot of car parks. be fine. There's car parks spread all over Chesham. You've got Waterside car park. You've got the one outside Sainsbury's. You've got the one opposite the one outside Sainsbury's, Star Yard. It's the one outside Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's car park. <sighs> you have to pay a pound, but then if you shop in Sainsbury's, you get the pound back. Huh, like a trolley. Yeah. But so sometimes I will park there and then go and buy something I didn't want for a pound. Yeah. So the parking's free, but I've still spent a pound. Now I've got a thing I don't want. Maybe you could get something you do want. What do I want? What like? Black pudding? An avocado pear? An avocado and a pear? An avocado pear. Number two? And number two. And this doesn't reflect well on my family. This is number two compared to what's number one. But and number two is going to be pancakes on a Sunday. So my wife is very good at many things, and one of which is creating traditions. So for the last four years, we've had pancakes every Sunday, which means she or I have to cook pancakes, and we always are quite begrudging about it because it's actually loads of hassle, and the kids have Nutella in it, and it's probably very bad for them. And uh, I think pancakes are quite difficult to cook well, even though they should be the easiest thing. But it's a really nice thing that we have pancakes every Sunday. And I think when we look back and the kids are left home, we'll think, oh, I'm glad we gave them pancakes every Sunday. So that's my number two. So what do you have on Shrove Tuesday? Yeah, then it's a double pancake day. And I think they might have it at school, so it might be a triple pancake day. So you have extra pancakes? Oh, no, because that's not a Sunday. Oh. So it's fine. Yeah, if pancake, if Shrove Tuesday ever fell on a Sunday, which I imagine is unlikely, but maybe on a leap, you know, an extreme leap year. Yeah. Um, no, that'd just be a double pancake week. I always miss Shrove Tuesday. What do you mean by miss it? As in, I always forget it's happened oh, until right. it's happened, and rather then than I can't have any pancakes for the rest of the year because I mm. missed it. 
I always miss it, as in I wish it was still here. Yeah. Uh, you can have pancakes whenever you want, Nathan. Oh, thank you. Are they easy to cook? 150 grams of white flour. Sieve it. Pop in three okay. eggs. 500 grams of milk. Milliliters or grams, it's the same. Pinch of salt. Some olive oil. Whisk it up. That's you done. And is Nutella the preferred interior? Uh, it is, yeah. And then they will add a second topping of their choice. But I don't put much in. They might have a sprinkle of sugar on top of that. Or honey. Or maple syrup. Or something called marshmallow fluff, which they've found recently. Huh. Mm. Not squeeze the lemon in the traditional? No, not interested in that. Oh. I don't blame them. Because lemon juice is horrible. I quite like lemons. Do you? Yeah. No, no, no. So would they not even have that on Shrove Tuesday? Oh, I think on Shrove Tuesday we forced them to have ham and cheese pancakes and then back to the Nutella combinations. So no lemon on the cheese and ham? No, I think we are right in thinking lemon juice is horrible, which is why no one drinks lemon juice. Oh. I you have orange juice? No, drink lemon juice. Do you? But lime juice more often than lemon juice. What's another? Lemonade? No, lemon... Straight from the lemon? Yeah. Freshly squeezed lemon juice? I was on a diet that didn't work very well, quite clearly, due Mm. to my fat belly. Um, And that was one of the things. uh, They encouraged you to drink the juice for lemon. No. It's nice. But But I think it rots your teeth. You don't really get it in shops very much, do you? Lemon juice? Uh, No, I think it'd be the next big thing, though, now that they've got charcoal juice Mm. and things like that. Kale juice. I don't think it's going to be the next big thing. Beetroot juice. Mm. Cumin juice. No, it's turmeric juice, isn't it, mm. that they have? I always have apple juice. Always. I always preferred it. My two brothers preferred orange juice. I always liked apple juice. Is that because you knew that you'd get the whole carton and they'd have to share the Maybe. carton? Maybe. We have apple trees now. We uh, make our own apple juice and it's delicious, but it's too tart. Mm. Mm. Is that due to the, the breed of apple? Due to the breed of apple. They're cooking apples. Shouldn't really drink them. Oh, no, no. Mm. Um... Okay, so we have got on your list of top 10, uh, number 10, we've got McDonald's on the fly. At number 9, Hotel Breakfast in Ireland. At number 8, you've got uh, when you were around 8 years old. Did you intend that, that number 8 would be when you were around 8 years old? Yes, I did intend that. Oh, that's so clever. The Ricicles. At number 7, you've got Rachel's 40th birthday barbecue at 8.30 in the morning. Number 6, Honeymoon in Costa Rica, Breakfast in the Jungle. Number 5, Christmas Breakfast, 1999-ish. Number four, including the Buck Spears, of course. Number four, ferry breakfast on the way to France. Number three uh, was Rumble's Pantry Cafe Fry Up. Number two, pancakes on a Sunday. And we're going to hold off number one and go for your worst ever breakfast. Okay. I think it's something that involves fish. Right. I like kedgeree. I like kippers. Sometimes you order something like that and it all goes wrong. And there's too many bones, and it's a bit watery. So I can't remember where it was, but I had a watery selection of fish with poached eggs that were also watery. And I think for the next four to five days, that's all I could taste or see or smell was this watery fish. Was it overly spicy or underly spicy? It was so disappointing. It tasted like just old fish. I have forgotten, luckily, where it was, but I think it was on an island like the Scilly Isles, or White, or could it be Jersey? 
I would say it's on an island off islands, the coast yeah. of the UK. Britain? Great Britain? Yeah, some, not one of the big islands. Oh. So, yeah, not Great Britain. Europe? It was part of Great Britain. It was. I. It, it could well have been St Mary's in the Scillies. Right. But I just remember it being a very disappointing breakfast. And that doesn't often happen. Most breakfasts are excellent. Just by the very fact that they're breakfast? Yeah, because it's the first thing you put in your mouth all day. Well, that's breaking fast, isn't it? Literally. I've never heard of that. Break fast by waking up and eating. Say again? Break fast. Oh. I think it uh, comes from olden day language. I don't think it does. I think it comes from ready break. Oh, right. Ready break. I think ready break came ready first. Break. And then they reduced ready break first to breakfast. Ah, that makes sense. Hmm. I think you'll find that's right. Well, they've missed a trick there, ready breakfast. should be making more of the fact that their product is something you can actually eat for breakfast. And mm. I don't know where I stand on ready break anymore. It's the same for me as Angel Delight. Right, yeah. I, I, in my head it tasted nice, but I'm a bit scared to have it again and taste it doesn't taste nice. Yeah, I think ready break tasted nice depending on what you put in it. Hmm. Yeah. And also, since they stopped giving you the orange glow. I think yeah. It, I enjoyed the orange glow. So For that fish. Yeah, I don't know where it was, but it was horrible. So that was the lowest point. Yeah. So what was your best ever breakfast? Well, I've been wrong the whole time, Nathan. This one is also a breakfast on the move. Right. So <laughs> You've sorry just blown my mind there. We've got three breakfasts on the move. Three yeah. mobile breakfasts. And this one was in 2005. It was bought in Chesham. Correction, it was bought in Amersham. Chesham's bigger, uglier brother. Um, smaller population, actually, but um, much more income there. Right. Anyway, there's a cafe by the station. Do you want to guess what the cafe's called? What would you call a cafe? Amersham Station Cafe. No. Uh, it's called Belly Busters. Right. And the symbol is is of a big fat man smiling and rubbing his tummy. I'm going to show you a picture of it. It's unbelievable that, that they think this is what's going to lure people in. And again, Nathan.show, go to the blog and I'll include a link. Yeah, I, I, I want you to see it because it's. I think it's so funny that they think this is <laughs> a good advert for their restaurant. Someone who is morbidly obese. I would say I've been there eight times because any more than that, I'd be in danger of... Um, dying. In fact, there's a picture of the whole thing. So it's not big. You can't really see. Well, there's the, there's the, that's the sign. Wow. Yeah. Let me see if I can get you a close up of that picture. The man in the picture, I think, has got his top off. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the only picture of it. Unbelievably. It's such a funny place. Um, so it, it's just all, it's the full works. You're going to have to go there, I'm afraid. There's no decent picture of it. When you come to the um, the Taskmaster Day on location, where, we, where if you find it worth stopping off at this place, uh, yeah, Belly Busters just by the station. So in two thousand and five, we went to the Edinburgh Festival, and we was me and uh, Tim Key, uh, and and Rachel, my wife, came and joined us, but I don't think she was part of this breakfast. So we we started the journey. The drive to Edinburgh is the most exciting drive of your life because you've got the whole month ahead of you. Bit like Christmas morning, but Christmas lasts a month. And instead of Buck's Fizz and uh, salmon, you have 
a bap a baguette I think just full of all the worst things dripping with fat and you eat that on the way and that lasts to probably Watford Gap and Gosh. you stop and uh, have a little walk but it's just the best it symbolised a lot of things so that that was my number one breakfast and what things were stuffed in this I think all dusters. eight all eight no tomato all eight I'd say all the rest could have been in there definitely bacon sausage and egg well, definitely all three of them definitely a lot of ketchup and mayonnaise Mushrooms, probably, probably black pudding, but just all crammed in there, greasy and horrible. And how many of each do you think you got? There would be three or four sausages. Oh wow, mm. that that really is a belly buster. It, yeah, the, it's not an ironic name. It's really bad for you. <laughs> and then did that start the month off as you meant to yeah, carry on? And... It kicked it off. You think, well, that set me up for the month, sort of line the stomach for the month. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it's obviously more symbolic than delicious, but it was delicious, but it's more what it represented, I suppose. You should go there. Yeah, on the way to Edinburgh or just generally? On the way to anywhere, I think. Yeah. Don't go, don't go to it as a destination, but make it part of your trip. And do you think that uh, you'll get free baguettes? No, they wouldn't be interested in that sort of thing. And also, I think it's about £1.80 for the full works. Got to get a hash brown in there, do you think? That will be in there. It's, it's 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 phenomenal, and I th- I think the person who runs it looks like the person in the picture. Right, so he is the guy. I think he's the model. Yeah. Huh. And does he cook without his top on? Wouldn't pretty much. I mean, you get the idea. Have you watched Chernobyl? No, but I'd like to. It's Go quite harrowing. But there's a bit where the miners are sent down to um, dig a hole under the uh, the core, and it's so hot in there they have to take all their clothes off, and the main guy in it. Wears a, well, they all wear hats, but nothing else, and uh, you see everything. And the main leader of the miners looks a bit like the chef in Belly Busters. Huh? Do you think that was him moonlighting? I can't imagine it'd be too too weird. I, 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 he was quite a good actor, but not a good cook. He is a good cook, but he's not not in a good shape. So I'm conscious of time, and that you're going to have to get to stage in how many minutes now? T minus one. T minus one. Well, so we better wrap this up then. So, Alex Horn, thank you very much for coming on to My Top Ten and telling us your top ten breakfasts. Thank you, Nathan. It's been a real pleasure. Hello again. Hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed making it. Alex is a true gent and I think he should be knighted for his services to breakfast. You can catch him in the flesh uh, with the horn section. Uh, they're touring the country currently and if you're lucky enough you can also snag yourself some tickets if you move quickly for Taskmaster Series 9 Studio Records. You can find my top 10 pod on Instagram, Twitter and Patreon. So please subscribe, like and donate if you feel so inclined. Next week, partly political broadcast podcast presenter, that's easy for me to say, Tin and Duya will be coming on. Enjoy your week. Bye-bye.